0: DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash marketing school to learn more and get your website online today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Sue And I'm Neil Patel. And today, we're gonna be talking about our biggest marketing wins. This is so you can get some ideas. It's always helpful to share stories so you can start to come up with some actionable thoughts inside of your own head. So why don't we kick things off? Neil, you go first.
1: Sure, I've had a lot. It depends on the business, but here's a few of them. So for my software companies, one thing that we do, when you wanna sign up, instead of putting in your name and email address, we have you authenticate through Google think of it this way how many times have you signed up for a service using your name email and even created a password once twice and chances are it's more like a hundred plus so you already have a Facebook account you have a Twitter you have a LinkedIn you have a Gmail account why ask for your name and email all over again when you can just click a button through Google authentication or Facebook authentication or Twitter authentication whatever you want and generate more signups in essence you're taking out the friction of someone putting in their information. We got this test idea from Buffer years ago, and it's one for every single business that I've tested it on, in which all you have to do is just put sign in or log in with Google or Facebook or Twitter. The funny thing is, is when we switched from putting in your name, email, and password to log in with Google, we got almost double Signups that's crazy, just think about that almost double one because we removed the friction, and two, we found that the word login converts way better than sign up. So, when you use the word sign up, we saw a huge decrease in signups versus when we use the word
0: login. So, I would say that is the biggest marketing win I got today. Mine would be talking about content upgrades, and this was a concept introduced by Backlinko, which is Brian Dean couple of years ago I believe it was two or three years ago and the idea is this you write a blog post and when you're writing content typically you know what is your goal for a lot of people it's collecting more email addresses because email addresses can be tied to the bottom line a lot easier and basically a content upgrade is when you have a post you're able to have a specific PDF or some type of ebook for that specific post, and people can click on it and opt in for it because they're reading. If you're reading a post about SEO, let's say you're reading about content upgrades, well, you might want a PDF around that, and because you want to use that as, as a resource to execute on down the road. And you're gonna. This is a trend too. This is kind of sidetracking a little bit, but. A lot of people you're gonna see online now when people are running ads, they're running it to a lead magnet, which is a downloadable. And a lot of these lead magnets are templates because people just wanna be able to execute on something. They don't want a lot of theory, they just wanna do it. But coming back to the content upgrade, before we started doing content upgrades, our blog posts might convert at maybe 1% for email signups. After we started adding content upgrades, our conversion rate shot up to 5% all the way up to 15%. Right now we have a post on single grain right now around marketing funnels and that post itself converts at 15% in terms of driving email sign up. So if emails are important to your online business and I trust that is the case for most of you, content upgrades are something you want to look into and there there's a couple of tools out there that will actually make it much easier for you to start pumping these content upgrades out because when we first started doing it, we'd have a, we'd put it together, we'd do a checklist, and then we'd have a designer come in and pay a lot of money to do it, and then we have to you know, mess, mess with lead pages and make sure everything is working. So it's getting easier and easier, and I think it's becoming table stakes to do something like content marketing. If you're not doing it yet, I encourage you to give it a shot, and right now I'm gonna pass it back to Neil for another win.
1: Sure, and if you're going to do content upgrades like Eric's talking about, there's a plugin called Thrive, T H R I V E, which makes the whole process simpler. Uh, I don't own anything in Thrive. You should just use it if you want to, but that's what we use on my end. I combine that with Lead Pages. So, Lead Pages provides the template to collect the emails. Thrive makes a functionality work, it's like a plugin, so that way you can have content upgrades in each of your blog posts. And the key with content upgrades is the email opt-in that you're asking for has to be relevant. So if you have a post on seven advanced SEO tactics that'll double your search engine traffic, your content upgrade may be seven more advanced tactics that'll increase your search engine traffic, right? You see how it's very relevant? So if you have a post on seven SEO tactics, you wouldn't want to create a content upgrade that breaks down 10 ways to increase your conversion rate. People are reading a post on SEO, so your content upgrade needs to be relevant to the blog post. Another one that I've had, which has been huge for us, is detailed guides. So if you go to quicksproutneilpatel.com, if you notice on the sidebar, I link to all the detailed guides. Some of these guides are 30,000 words. That's as much of a, as a book that's a shitload of words. Just think about that 30,000 words and I spent more than $20,000 on a lot of these guides. Now you don't have to spend that kind of money to create these guides, but what I've learned is if you go above and beyond so much so that the competition is just too lazy to copy you because it'd be way too much work, you'll find that you'll have some of the most detailed content in your space for a very long time. Then when you link it into the sidebar, it also gets more internal links. And all of my guides rank really well on Google. And there's two key strategies that I mentioned in this. One, be really detailed. The more detailed you are, the more keywords you're gonna rank for. You don't wanna just add fluff into the guides because if you add fluff, people will find that the content quality is low. They won't share it on the social web and they won't link to it. The second part is to link to the guides from everywhere on your site. So if you Google online marketing, chances are you'll find me as number one or number two, or you'll find me as number two and number three. That's right. I have two unique websites ranking for that term, which is one of the most competitive terms in the industry because I wrote detailed
0: guides and went above and beyond more so than anyone else. And just to build on that. I actually did some analysis into Neil's guides, and if you wanna hear that whole interview, it's actually on Growth Everywhere. If you Google Neil Patel Growth Everywhere, you'll find an entire interview about how he pays twenty dollars to $30,000 plus and gives these guides away for free. And there's a method to the madness. If you run his guides through a tool called SEM rush, which is one of my favorite SEO tools, not affiliated in any way, but you run it through SEM rush. You're going to see these posts rank for a couple thousand keywords. If you have one post ranking for three, four 5,000 keywords, that is well worth the investment at the end of the day. And this is why Neil's putting in that type of money for these types of guides. So I want to talk about one of my other wins that I've had. When I was working at an online education startup, we saw, Potential with YouTube advertising now imagine it this way if you are teaching people how to do coding and web design People are probably searching for that on YouTube So it would make sense that that would probably be one of the places you go to first because the demands already there so what we saw was there was a semblance of traction in the old campaigns that we ran before you the the thing with advertising and we're gonna talk about this more in detail down the road is that when you see you're, you're aiming for traction in the beginning. You're not aiming to hit a home run right out the bat. You got to hit some singles first before you start hitting those home runs. You got to start building on that. That's how paid advertising is. When you start a new paid advertising campaign, you're probably going to lose money. But basically, coming back to YouTube advertising, we saw that traction, and I said, okay, you know, I, I think this is something to bet everything on. You know, I basically bet all our advertising budget on YouTube advertising, and we accelerated our learning and we got even more traction and that became their number one user acquisition channel to drive more signups. And this is us literally driving people from a YouTube video cold to a free trial where people put in their credit card and people started paying from there. So think about it, I mean, if it makes sense for your industry, if you're doing courses, if you're doing online education, YouTube is great. You know. People talk about, I think there's a VP of Facebook talking about how video is going to be 90% of the content in 2020 or something like that. And I think that's a huge number. You're seeing Snapchat 10 billion views, uh, video views a day. Video is gonna get bigger and bigger. So that's something to pay attention to. Um, Also take a look at Facebook video as well. So Neil, I'm gonna pass it back to you for one more win before we hop off.
1: Sure, this is actually my favorite win. A lot of people don't want to leverage this tactic because it's too much work. And funny enough, the things of marketing that are too much work usually are the best wins. But I've been going crazy on international expansion. Every time Eric and I talk over the phone or on Skype, which is often, is true. I always tell him, I'm like, dude, you gotta check out the international expansion I'm doing, look at these numbers. I'm in Brazil, I'm in all Spanish speaking markets, I'm in Germany now, I'm in Italy and I'm gonna be expanding to all the Arabic nations, I would say close to the end of the year. If you think about it this way, most of the content on the internet is for people who speak English. Majority of the population in this world cannot speak English. So if you translate your content into other languages, for example, I'm in Brazil, yes, they may not have as much money as people in the US, UK, Canada, Australia, etc. but you know what? The competition isn't even one 100th of what it is in the US. To give you a brief overview, my website currently neilpatel.com has over 4,000 plus unique backlinks. I'm getting roughly 200,000 unique visitors a month. Marketing de Contido, which is a Brazilian blog, has roughly 400 backlinks. All right, that's one tenth. of of what my own blog has. And I'm going based on unique referring domain names. What that means is if Eric links to me five times, I'm only counting it as once because it's a link, one link from one unique domain. So I'm not counting it as five links because it's coming from the same domain. So if a website links to you multiple times, only count it as once. And you can use tools like Ahrefs, dot com, to see how many links you have versus the competition. And when I look at that, Marketing De Contido gets more traffic than me they're roughly at 227 250,000 unique visitors a month and they're getting this traffic all mainly from Brazil and most of it is coming from Google. I don't even get that much Google traffic and my traffic is split between US UK, India, Australia etc. International expansion is one of the best things you can spend your money on. Yes It isn't as competitive, but also keep in mind, they don't have as much money, but in the long
0: run, you will make a return on your investment. I think that's a very strong and compelling way to close off this episode. Once again, everyone, let us know what your thoughts are. Leave us a rating and review, and please subscribe. It helps us a lot, and we'll see you in the next episode of Marketing School. See you later. This session of Marketing School has come to a close.